0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Sid Reynolds, the host of the Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks on the Amazing Women of Power Radio Network, featuring the amazing men of power every Friday. Amazing Women of Power is brought to you by Raven International, the world's leading positive programming network. We're all about creating positive energy for positive results, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. For more information, visit AmazingWomenofPower.com. Hey, this is said Reynolds, the entrepreneurial pastor. Would you take the time and go visit our Reach One More website at ReachOneMore.us? Reason being is that we'd like to have you get your own website to tell your story to the world that needs to know Jesus. There's so many of us that are Christians that have stories to tell and stories to share that the world needs to hear about. Pick up your own website at reachonemore.us. That's again reachonemore.us. Have a fantastic day. God bless. Hey guys, why don't we connect over on Twitter? Go to twitter.com forward slash said reynolds or over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash said reynolds. And said reynolds is spelled C-E-D. R E Y N O L D S. And you can actually get a hold of me on my website as well. At saidreynolds.ws. That's said That's that winning souls website. I've got to talk about it all the time. And we want to encourage you to join us over there. Find out more about what we're doing. Hear my testimony as well. God bless. You. Enjoy the show. You're tuned into the right place. You're the amazing Women of Power Radio Network, powered by Raven International at A-W-O-P-T-A-L-K 247.com. I'm one of your hosts on the amazing Men of Power Friday. Uh, the host, said Reynolds, of the Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks. And I would encourage you to listen in to not only my show, but listen to other shows as well. We've got some great men that will be having their shows air every Friday right here on the amazing Women of Power Radio Network.
1: You know, when I first started talking about innovative leadership among the people that I've connected with recently here in um, the business that I'm engaged in, it it became something that that wasn't far-fetched at all because a lot of people have already heard about innovative leadership before, but in in reference to ministry and how we utilize it in our own personal lives, it became something that became a little bit more fascinating because it's in ministry. And how, how can you get really innovative when it comes to ministry? Often we're talking about creativity in the area of ministry. And, and creativity and innovation are totally different, of course, because you know one is where you create from basically nothing, ideas uh, that just come and you begin to work with the ideas. Um, but innovation is really just taking that which already exists and begin to make it better, make it fit for your own situation or something that you you, you see for the future. So. Uh, as I begin to look at the, the different things that are in reference to leadership, I said I'm not a I'm not a creator. I'm a, I'm one that's more of an innovator, I'm one that uh, has a, a heart to really see that which already exists be better. And and I, and I find find people, by the way, that have a tendency to uh, those that hang around me have a tendency to to want to be well, kind of be like me, I guess a little bit to some degree. But they, they're not realizing that innovation is something that they can do. They can actually participate by taking the very thing, the very things that they're already doing, and finding a little bit different way to do it. Just tweaking a little bit. You know, just an example. We have a, recently a group that I'm working with called a Single and Not Ashamed, and we we take some ideas such as a a particular day of the week, and we call it a theme day. Now that theme day is really a simple simple day where we have what's called Marketed Monday, for instance. Marketed Monday is really nothing more than uh, just a simple group effort that that, that you normally see on Facebook or or uh, Google Plus or different places like that, and you'd have an opportunity to watch folks that are promoting their businesses or talking about their books or CDs or whatever they're talking about. And they do that on a page, and people will respond and ask questions and have an opportunity to get involved with those folks. But well, what we made made our made our project a little bit more innovative. That we take the same exact idea, and we took that idea and made it something a little bit different. We decided to put it over on uh, what's called a, an event page. Now, an event page, you know, is known for doing events, right? And so you do an event, you publicize the event, you, pub- you uh, produce, produce the event, you publish the event, let so people know that the event's taking place. And when the people show for the event, they typically are going somewhere totally different. Well, ours is all online. So what we did is we had people come to the event online to the event page. When they came to the event page, they had a chance to participate with the event and the events would primarily be a business event. We would also offer opportunity for folks to be involved in this particular event that would allow them to advertise their business, uh, look at businesses themselves if they chose to, and begin to participate in that particular event on the event page. So that's the innovative aspect of it. Now, now, sometimes these things don't always work like you want them to, right? Okay, so you have to tweak them a little bit. And you work them both together and, and do things a little bit different and, and make certain that the people do understand it. Because a big, big part of it is communication. And if we're going to communicate effectively, that means that we have to be willing to take the deal with the bad. And in, in this particular case, we've had some, uh, some, <laughs> we've had some flops, of course, but in this particular case, I'm talking about the marketing Monday, we had uh, had to make some adjustments. We, would, we started off a... Uh, by having the market of Monday on a day where it's still on a Monday, but it happened to be on a on a, uh, a page, a reg- regular regular page that we have in our, our Single and Out of Shame group. just a regular page, and we didn't want to necessarily interrupt the flow of what, what was going on on the page itself, so we decided to have it a, as an event. Well, we've actually brought it back. We brought it back to the regular flow where everybody else is because we found out that's where all the traffic is, okay, so. So we come back to where the traffic is. A lot of people that participate in Market at Monday now, they see the same ads, they see the same content they've seen before, but it's now all in one place. Now, you may not expect, understand everything I'm talking about just right at the very moment, but if you were to go to Facebook, if you're familiar with Facebook at all to any degree, you'll realize that the people that participate on Facebook, they take as few steps as possible to make things happen for themselves. And the one, one thing that happens with Market at Monday is that it takes a, a few fewer steps to make it happen on a, a regular Facebook page or a group page where you just promote right there. So that there's an example of a, of innovative leadership. And we, we, we begin to we'll just work that kind of thing out and, and let people see it. Now, over the years of my, my, my background and, and and being involved in, in ministry as well as business, I'm an entrepreneur and a pastor. Uh, people call me the entrepreneurial pastor, a little bit different different title. Uh, it's a self-proclaimed title, by the way. It's not in the Bible somewhere. It's just a self-proclaimed title. But what I've done over the years is, I again, just taking simple ideas. And because again, I'm, I'm not that creative. I'm, if people do that, you, you're such a creative guy. No, I've had a lot of flops and a lot of things that have gone haywire, sideways, upside down, you name it, and, and it's been able to been able to work out. You know, even back in high school, actually in high school, but college my college days. I began as a partner with some friends of mine that were in college, and we we were taking a, uh, it's uh, summertime, well, not summertime, but basketball season at the school, we said, you know, we can make this more fun, more exciting. And so it's a really hot place where we live there in uh, Riverside, California, and we've got, uh, back in the day, the Heat Wave, that was, uh, the Heat Wave was an album that came out, and that that album, that, that particular album, had a wonderful cover on it, and we found a way to get to. Utilize the school school property, right? Okay, <laughs> crazy. Using the school property to begin to produce a T-shirt that said Heat Wave on it. And we, of course, used the name of the school, Highlander, Highlander Heat Wave. I was at UC Riverside there. And Highlander Heat Wave, and, and the school officials eventually found out about it. They found out, you know, you can't use our equipment to make a profit on, on products that you're making that uh, all the student body is buying. <laughs> so we made an adjustment, of course. And we had to stop producing uh, that particular product. Now, what was so innovative about that? Well, the innovation was that we just took what already exists and used it for our personal benefit, right? But that wasn't the thing we we're supposed to do. So that's one of the first times I recognized innovation was a part of our life and my life at least. And and I, I continued to go on that route because that was the something that I really really enjoyed. You know, many years of uh, my my life, I, I was involved in uh, selling products uh, direct 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 sales going directly to businesses and communicating with business owners. And as I I did that, of course, I'm always looking to do things differently. So I I didn't want to be a regular sales guy. I didn't want to be a regular person that was out there doing the same thing all my buddies did, you know, the guys that were already selling already trying to make things happen the way that the company said to go ahead and do it. You know, my my thing is that innovation gets you in trouble too because you'll find yourself doing Now, This is what I found myself doing. I found myself doing things that, we're just uh, just right close to the edge sometimes, and that, that's not always good. So you have to really begin to check yourself, have some accountability involved, where you don't get yourself in trouble. But but I, I began as a, a dictionary salesman years ago. Sold the Funk and Wagnall dictionaries, and actually also the Webster dictionaries. And when we sold those dictionaries, we actually got out to people, went to businesses in the community, uh, went to industrial businesses, and began to sell dictionaries. Now again, a lot of guys would go directly to the homes in the community, right? So rather than go to the homes in the community where they were they were not home, we went to the businesses that were actually open. Makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> so that's what we did. My partner and I, we went to the businesses in the community, recognizing that the moms were there working and uh, concerned about their children, and we would walk in and talk to them about dictionaries. We had a little presentation, a really professional presentation, and we'd have people crowding around us just to watch our presentation because... We were dressed to the, just dressed to the nines and really just professional. People thought we just had this wonderful thing going on, and we just went in, talked about our particular product, and in an innovative way, got them to begin to participate with us as well. We understood what crowd participation was. Write that down for yourself because that's something real special. Crowd participation is getting people involved in the show. and it, We had put on a show, so we did. And As we got people involved with the show, we also got them committed to make a purchase, and again, getting them committed to make a purchase was a part of the project as well. And then we moved on beyond committed to make a purchase, committed to make to receive delivery. And as they begin to be committed to make that uh, purchase, receive delivery, uh, we were ready to make some make some money for ourselves. And so that was a really a powerful time uh, for our business. We didn't even have a clue what we were doing, but as we did so, we we found ourselves earning an income doing that. And that little show went on for a while, and people were buying dictionaries all over the place and were delivering dictionaries all over the place, which was fantastic. And that innovative aspect of our business uh, kept us in a position where we were in income. Now, when we began to hire employees or people that we wanted to begin to do things like us, we found that sometimes the innovation didn't work as effectively. That's a tough thing to really swallow because you, you work with uh, your own project yourself and you've got your own innovation and I realized that my partner, he was innovative in a different way than I was, although I learned from him, uh, it, the innovation that we've all been had individually was so much different because of our own personal styles. And uh, my style was different. His mind's a little bit more conservative, of course, but because I was conservative and I dressed conservative, talk conservative, uh, people were looking at me like this little dry guy that could really uh, make something happen in just a few minutes or so. And I began to come alive, of course, in, in their presence. But not everybody's really uh, uh, cut out for being a. Doing or being, or being innovative or, or, or doing innovative things, and we came to realize that, and not everybody can do that. And so we don't don't push that on everybody in the world. But but innovative leadership is one of those uh, unique uh, times of our lives where we we do discover uh, some of the things that we can do effectively, and and when you, you do find the ones that do work, and they work for other people as well, that's when you're moving into another world because another world because you what you're doing at that point is you're leveraging. Leveraging innovation and and so I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about leveraging innovation here momentarily, because this is something that that really has really struck my fancy a lot because I'm watching people now, uh, even in ministry I begin getting involved in ministry and and as a pastor and that's what I do, pastoral ministry as well as well as entrepreneur stuff. but I found that in ministry as I got innovative there, people were able to identify a little bit more with me because they're not looking for the same old same old. You hear what I'm saying, people that have been involved in church life for a long time and they've done the same thing over year after year, the same way to do a play, the same way to get up and have a speech at church, the same way to have a Bible study, the same way to get things done. Well, just a simple thing like using a telephone to have prayer. I mean, that's a little complicated, right? It's a telephone. You talk on a telephone. But to have prayer with people early in the morning, and when they are up and about and getting ready for their day and moving, getting ready to move out into the, to the work, workplace, having a time of prayer, a specific time, is an innovative way to use the phone. And you might not think that may be a big, big deal, but that's, that's something that we do right now. We actually talk to people uh, on the phone and say, listen, I'm going to have a time of prayer come up on, on this one day, actually every day of the week, and we have this time of prayer. We pray. We don't, do we pray in an innovative way? No. We're just using an innovative way to, innovative way to do it. Rather than having people meet at a location somewhere, uh, we actually just do it by phone. Now, the neat thing about it is that we have people all over the country that are joining us because they're now able to get on the phone too at the same time, different time zone, but they're able to get on the phone and pray with us as well. So you can see where innovation becomes very, very, uh, very useful, very wise, because now you're not just involving people that are local with you, but you're involving people around the country they are able to get on the phone and pray at the same time. So that's just a simple, innovative idea that came up, and that's something we've been – I've been doing that for many years now, and we begin to do that with our, uh, our Single lot of Shame group that we have going here. But innovation is very, very – so, you, so you, here's the leverage part. We leveraged, we leveraged what we were already doing. Um, it was just more, more than just me praying with a few people uh, by myself at my church or something like that. I would actually go to church sometime, and, and, and hear this part. I would actually go to church sometime pray with the people there at the church, and drive back home. And then I figured out, I can, okay, then I can go to church, be on the phone, and pray with the same people at the church, and I can pray with people there at the church as well as pray with people on the phone. That was great, too. But then I moved. And I moved far away. Not too far away, but I moved enough away where I needed to get myself in a position where I was able to just communicate with people more effectively. And so what happened is that I began to pray at home. Okay, what a concept, right? Pray at home with the same people that wanted to pray with me, no matter if they were at church or not or at home or not, I would pray with them as well on phone, on the phone, and we'd have prayer all around the country at the same time. That innovative idea saved me time. Oh, saved me a lot of energy. Certainly it did. And because of that, I was able to find myself doing a much better, a much better prayer time because we have what I call what's called a power prayer, and we do that real simple. But, guys, I'm telling you today that innovation is a wonderful thing. If you're able, ever, ever, ever able to take advantage of it doing yourself, I would encourage you to be involved uh, as a person that's innovative and not just not to spend time doing what you feel like doing on your own, but do it, doing a way that's going to be innovative enough to get you moving in a good direction. Now, now some of the ideas I'm sharing with you today are really, really pretty simple things. They're not complicated at all. Again, all we're just doing is taking sim, sim, simple ideas that already exist and taking another idea, and adding an idea to it, taking an idea away from it, and doing it in just a different way—that's going to benefit you at the end of the day. And so, those are some of the things that I've been doing recently here. Now, I'm going to be talking to you about innovation in a very various capacities, more than just business and ministry, but also your personal life as well. We'll get into that area at some point, and we'll begin to give you some ideas about what you can do to uh, take your life to another level. Uh, some of you happen to be in business for yourself. Some of you happen to be in ministry for yourself. Some of you are just exploring uh, some options that you want to have in your life because that, uh, that, you've got some ideas, but you're not quite sure how to really begin to implement them. And implementation is a big, big, big part of anything. And If I would get into anything right now, it would be, be about implementation because here we go, we talk about implementation, and that really means that I'm going to now take the time to find out how to do something right now. And and now, what what stops you from implementation? What what stops you from implementing things effectively? Uh, The first word you might want to start thinking about is fear. Fear of the unknown. Not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Not knowing how it's going to happen. Not knowing if it's going to work out right at all. Well, here's a a real, real, a reality for you. We're not always sure things are going to work out all the time, but we do give it a try anyway. Uh, We do as much as we can as far as research is concerned. We do as much as we can as far as getting an understanding about our innovative ideas concerned, but we also get an understanding about what, what's already working, because sometimes hear this part. Sometimes it may not be necessary to innovate. I'll say that out loud because it sounds kind of strange, but it may not be as necessary to innovate because there are things that are actually working already. We just don't innovate just to be innovating. That's that's. Yeah, I want people to understand that too. I don't just innovate just to innovate. Just to say, well, I do it a different way because I feel like doing it a different way. Well, that's not why I innovate. The reason I innovate is because I see a better way to do it. I see currently the way that it's being done is good, but I feel like there's got to be a better way. You ever felt that, felt that way before, too? Well, if you ever felt that way before, you realize that the implementation of something is a little bit more complicated when you don't have the. If you're not really sold on the idea of it being necessary to innovate. I'll say that again. If you're not sold on the idea of of it being necessary to innovate, you will not implement effectively. But when you're sold on the idea, you'll find a way to implement. You really will. Even if that means that you fail the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth or fifth time, because you're sold on the idea of of innovation being necessary, you'll find a way to implement. And I've I've been in situations where I've had to go through two, three, four, five times sometimes, just to get to a place where I can get the thing done right, done correctly. And, and it didn't mean that I was uh, I, I did bad research or whatever. I just had to go through a few processes so that I can get some, a better understanding. And so when I finally got to the place where I began to implement, I, I was seeing things more effectively. I saw the outcome I wanted to see as well. And when you get that outcome that you want to see, you say, my goodness, it finally did work effectively that way. And it's some—it's just one, one little thing, one little thing, kid. Can just kind of tweak you a little bit there, right? One thing, and we found this to be true as well. Uh, Going back to the Market of Money, for instance, uh, we had that project going on, and just one little thing was giving people one more thing to do was too much. That's what it was. Giving people one more more step to take was too much. It, It would seem like that one step would make a difference, but when they've reached their limit, and you know they reach the limit, don't push them. Don't push them. And the same thing is true with anybody that's uh, in, the, uh, in the field of, of innovation. In the field of, I call it a field because it really is a field of innovation. If you're in the field of innovation and you really are looking to make adjustments or changes, don't push too fast, too hard, until, you're, until you realize that people want to. They want to change. They want to make adjustments. They want to be, they want to be in your innovative world, if you will, and when they want to be in your innovative world, they'll do the thing that you're requiring of them to get the thing done, and that that's what I found to be true as well. So now, for me, what we're doing is is I as I, I take the steps myself, of course, to identify if or not I'm willing to take the steps. I'm not getting anybody else because if I'm not willing to take the steps, thinking in terms of okay, I've got to get some implementation happening. I've got I got to begin to implement this thing. I've got to implement this thing, but for some reason, I'm not really making the move. This is not really working that well. You know, this, is not fun. this is not fun anymore, right? You know, and Most of you know that I do a radio program, and, and you hear me on radio often, and, and I do some innovative things on radio. I'll, I'll connect it with uh, Facebook or Twitter, and I'll connect it with other, other social media. I'll put it into a, a small group somewhere on the, on the Internet and have people discuss the radio program itself. We'll get, we'll get really engaged with the radio and, and engage radio with other mediums so people can have a chance to participate with us. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't because the topic matter has to be right on as well. But when we do those kind of innovative things, you know, one of, the, one of the projects we've got going right now is one where we're doing relationships. So we have relationships that are talked about on radio. But I, I, don't, do the, I don't even do the radio program. It's somebody else that does the radio program. But one of my, I call, one of my students, I, I meet in several people, and one of my students, and her name is Christine. And Christine does a radio show. I've got another gentleman that does the actual uh, Facebook group. His name is Demetrius. Demetrius does a Facebook group. That particular group, and the radio show coincide with each other at the same time. So where the radio show is going on live around the world, the Facebook group is a private group that people connect with and listen to the radio program, and they dialogue about what's happening on the radio program. Concept, dynamite. Innovative, absolutely yes, because it's not something that always happens all the time. So they are now together, connected with that project, and it makes it work in a very, in a very effective way. So so those are just some of the things, again, implementation of that idea was just something that I said, okay, now, can this work? Can this work? Can this work? I said, yes, yes, yes. But then I began to implement it and give instruction along the way. Here's what we did. We gave instruction along the way that people would be able to identify that this is going to be coming. By the way, guys, it's going to be coming. Radio program is going to be having this wonderful thing happening, and I'll talk about this from the radio perspective. Then I'll go over to the Facebook group and talk about from the Facebook group we're going to be having a radio program tied into the show to, to, to our Facebook page tonight. Wow, to our group tonight. They're getting to excited about that. So when it finally does come together, the people from the various audiences realize that, whoa, okay, if I'm part of the group here, I'm also listening to the radio program in the group, I can now participate in two things at one time. Innovation. Typically, they're they listening to the radio program or the other way, they'd be listening to only the uh, – participate only in the Facebook group. But they've got them both now. they got – They've got sight. I'm not, not the sight, of course, of reading and writing there. And, of course, now they've got the hearing component, but they have a chance to hear the actual radio program itself too. So that's another way to, of implementation that we were able to, I say, let's say, pull it off, if you will, because people were educated ahead of time, educated along the way, and then at the end of the program, they were educated that they did a good job. And they have a chance at that point to see it. They have a chance to see the food of their own labor. They listened to, they saw the dialogue that was going on, and they participated in the dialogue, and they also had a chance to watch the people that were the radio hosts as well as the, as well as the guests on the radio program to see them involved in their conversation. You talk about an exciting time. That's exciting for people because they've just now participated in something innovative, different, because somebody chose to implement. That's how it was. Simply, simple, simple as that. Implementation makes a major, major difference. And that's what we begin to do is just begin to implement the things that we believe are going to work effectively. So that's how we got that done. Now, as we move on beyond just the uh, the area of of innovative leadership, just having these wild, crazy ideas, it becomes it becomes a little bit more what I call strategic as well. And when we think about strategy, this is when we are really putting together something on purpose, and we're not just doing it willy-nilly. We're not just kind of saying, well. I think I, I think I got some ideas here. Let me kind of throw some against the wall and see which one sticks. Well, we don't want to do that anymore because we've now got we've got a formula, if you will. I've now got formulas of how to do implementation of of certain things. And so now I'm able to pos- position myself uh on purpose to have a strategy of going about my daily activity. Now, even putting together this book, I have a strategy on how I'm doing the book. It's not just a matter of uh, me just throwing some words together, some numbers together, whatever, or writing some writing some things out. I'm giving you some of the illustrations, actual actual situations that have occurred, so you have an understanding about how I got to from point A to point B, how from point B to point C, and continue to move on. And so, you, as you as you read the book, you have a chance to identify. Okay, ah, implementation, I see that. Oh, I hear some other things. I hear some other things coming up in strategy. Yeah, here I see, I see that as well. Oh, I see innovative ideas and taking things that are working effectively already and doing, doing a better job with them because you can, not because uh, and because, they're ne- because it's necessary, by the way. When you see that happen, you realize that huh, strategy can't be implemented. So here's what we do. Strategy-wise, we talk about how we're going to now make a mark that's going to be so much different that other people will begin to take notice. Part the strategy is getting other people to take notice so that they will begin to approach. Because if you're looking at, at always trying to be the salesperson, the person that people are always going to, uh, excuse me, the person that's always running, the sales guy, always running other people to sell all the time, that will wear you out. But if you come up with strategy and innovative, innovative leadership, guys, um, I'll, I'll post, I'll, I'll post, it. I'll use Facebook, for instance, I'll post something that I know will engage people that are already leaders. And because I'm able to do that, I I will get their responses right off the bat. Now, that's a strategic post, by the way. A strategic post will get them to respond. And because I know the response is going to be a certain way, it also gives me the right now at this point to communicate to them a second time. And so that second time I'm taking them on a journey with me. Is I'm taking folks on a journey with me, they have, a ch- they have a chance to be a participant in my tr- strategic leadership. Now, watch this. That's innovative because I'm, I'm kind of working with folks that I know are already out there watching and following me already. And so when I put out information, I put it out on purpose. It's not just willy-nilly. It's not just because I felt like putting something out because I hadn't put anything out in a while. Well, like, I do what's called, I people don't understand this sometimes, but the Single and Not a Shame group. I talk about Santa clues, that's S-A-N-A, single and out of shame. And we have Santa clues. Now, those clues happen to be clues that relate to people uh, from a perspective of uh, identifying, let's say, uh, clues in life. You know, we have some clues that are really going to help people do better in life, and we don't give them the answers to life, but we give them clues to life. Now, every person will have a different understanding of those clues based on where they happen to be in life. And no, so there's no wrong answers, if you will. But when I put those Santa clues out, you'd be surprised at the number of people that respond to them. But when they do respond, I'm able to identify the ones that I want to communicate with. Can you see that? So that's part of the strategy in picking out, picking out people. I'm actually picking people out to communicate with, People picking people out that I'll help to lead in their life at some point, picking people out that I want to be on my team to be a part of what I do. Now, I'll be talking to you momentarily about even building a team of people when it comes to strategic leadership as well and also innovative leadership. We want to talk to you about how we think about picking a team, and that will be on the second session that we do together with you the next time we keep going. So, listen this is Pastor said, I'll sign off right now. We will see you around. Have a fantastic day, and we will see you around.
0: Hey, said Reynolds here, the host of The Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks, right here on the Amazing Women of Power radio network. Discover the power of your story and learn how you can impact the world for God. The Entrepreneurial Pastor Speaks airs with the Amazing Men of Power lineup on Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time and also on Sundays at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Be sure to join us and discover the power of your story. Join us online at theamazingwomenofpower.com. That's theamazingwomenofpower.com. Fridays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 12 noon Central Standard Time.